It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Livingston kicked off the weekend in style With a 5-0 hammering of heart St Mirren are looking to move off bottom As Kelly hope to go top once more In the big afternoon across the leagues And contrasting fortunes for Celtic and Rangers in Europe How will they react when they face Hibs and Hamilton tomorrow? I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans The weather is atrocious But the stakes are high Top and bottom of the Premiership and the Championship And I am off to a flyer Having tipped Livy to beat Hearts on Super Scoreboard last night I'm dreaming of a bright Christmas He didn't tip 5-0 surely It was on my mind Right, we'll get to that a bit later (laughs) on Of course it was (laughs) Uh, But gentlemen, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray here We are right in the thick of the the December fixtures We know they come every couple of days Um, This is probably the first day of the season Where you go for the old weather report Alongside the football report And uh, take everything into account It should be a tasty afternoon I'm looking forward to it, Gordon uh, Particularly on the back of last night's result Hugh obviously called it I didn't quite see a 5-0 coming for Livingston uh, So it was a really good way to start off the weekend Dundee, can they go to Commandland and get a result today? But there's plenty of fixtures, you know, St Mirren on a terrible run at the moment. They really need to get the season going in some ways. And uh, we're getting Partick Thistle down at Alawa, which is vitally important that Thistle win that one. Yeah, well, you know, once you get into this week in December, you know you're really into the the heart of the season. You know, all this, it's early in the season, is all mm. gone. Um, all this, oh, well, we may get better as the season goes on. It goes out the window. The week table starts to take shape from now on a lot of games to get through and like Alex and Hugh were saying did well I didn't see that coming for Hearts last night so plenty of shocks but plenty of big games to come this afternoon it's time to give Louis respect now you know we're banged on about the pitch this has clearly nothing to do with the pitch Celtic drew on that pitch Rangers lost on that pitch Hearts have been humbled on that pitch that's got to do with football players rather than artificial grass uh, yeah, so a big afternoon across the divisions in the SPFL Of course, big games tomorrow as well We will preview them as the afternoon progresses Celtic and Rangers, different outcomes in Europe What type of reaction will they get when they get back to the domestic stuff tomorrow? We do have the top team all around the grounds as well Four cracking featured matches for you this afternoon Let's start in Paisley, the simple digital arena Fraser Wishart is watching St Mirren against Aberdeen And you have my sympathy, Fraser It's the windiest stadium in the world on a normal day Um, I'm worried for you this afternoon (laughs) As a Paisley boy, I can say whatever I want about Paisley and the weather system that seems to just surround this area and in particular this ground. But it, uh, like everywhere else, Gordon, it's horrendous conditions, freezing cold. When I arrived here about, an, about uh, an hour ago, it was driving, sleet and rain and hail. But the pitch looks in fantastic condition. Tom Doherty deserves a pat in the back. He was the, the groundsman, actually, when I was here some 30 years ago. But it looks on, on this grass, a really tough game for St. Man. Of course, they dropped to bottom place last week in the table. Oren Kearney had a go at his players after the defeat again. Against Levy and perhaps looking for a reaction from his players. He's tried everything else. He's chopped and changed his formation, chopped and changed his team selection, and perhaps he's just keen to get to January and get some players in and some out for to change his team around. For Aberdeen, they must come in a wee bit better shape after the win in midweek against Livingston. It was a late goal by Lewis Ferguson, another one from the young lad who's impressed this season because they've been inconsistent for, for for most of this part. Aberdeen, they beat Rangers, then lost at home to St Johnson last Saturday, but uh, they're only six points off the lead, only four behind Rangers. And maybe that battle for second place. Scoring goals has been an issue. Cosgrove scored during the week. 
against Livian, perhaps that might just be the catalyst to scoring a few goals. He has introduced a number of the younger players into his team, uh, Derek McKinnison, over the last few weeks. So interesting to see, like to Conor McLennan, see how he does. First at Murn, they've got Dean Linus in goals, of course, because Danny Rogers on loan from Aberdeen and can't play. They've got back three of Jack Baird, Anton Ferdinand and Alfie Jones. Five across the middle, Lee Hodgson, Cammy McPherson, Stephen McGinn, Ryan Edwards and Ethan Erhanon with Adam Hamill and Simeon Jackson as the two forward players. The subs, David Wilson, Adam Eckersley, Cameron Bredner, Matty Willock, Ian McShane, Jordan Kirkpatrick and Cammy Smith for Aberdeen, unsurprisingly. Just that one change, McLennan's in for Scott Wright from midweek. Joe Lewis in goals, back for Shea Logan, Andy Considine, Scott McKenna and Max Lowe. Midfield, Niall McGinn, Lewis Ferguson, Graham Shinney and Conor McLennan with the strike force of Stevie May and Sam Cosgrove. Thomas Journey, Chris Forrester, Stephen Gleeson, James Wilson, Scott Wright, Dominic Ball and Bruce Anderson are on the bench for Aberdeen and the referee today in Paisley is Greg Aitken. Well, St Mirren uh, have become a worry. The manager, Oren Kearney, last week described them, Fraser, uh, as an embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, and Dundee, over the same weekend, got a draw with Rangers. So the momentum, you might think, and the, the boost to the morale... It all goes Dundee's way Yeah and, and I think that Lauren Kearney Perhaps it was just out of frustration And uh, people I know that were at the game Said something played well in the first half And then just collapsed As soon as they, they lose a goal at the moment Hugh, I think the confidence just saps from the players And football is so much about confidence And uh, that was a poor result last week Against a team who, who they, they were 12 or 14 points ahead of Last year in the, in, in the championship And uh, it's not like Lauren Kearney when you meet him He's a nice guy He's very calm, very collected, very articulate but maybe he's just using that here. You've seen it before yourself. Just have a go at the players. And even if it means that they don't like you for a week as a manager and they're going to show you as a manager, you might just get that that reaction. And I think the first 20 minutes here will be so important. So if they start well and they get their confidence up, then of course they can be a decent team. But if Aberdeen start well and go a goal ahead, when you're down at the bottom of the table, it can be a long 90 minutes. Uh, the weather is affecting the card today. Not in the top flight, though. Just down the divisions. Stranraer against Brecon is off. Berwick Rangers against Queen's Park is off. Stirling Albion. Albin Rovers and the latest Peterhead against Cowdenbeath off due to high winds so the games in the top flight survive for the moment let's hear from both managers then head of that game Fraser's watching let's start with Oren Kearney yeah another tough game um, you know we went up there earlier on in the year and put in you know obviously went with the game plan and, and I remember it well started the game really well and we're well in the game and then um, I think a goal went in after about 28-29 minutes and um, it just flipped I suppose it was at that time where we were struggling to respond from um, from goals in particular, and, and it turned out probably a disappointing day. So, um, I think with that performance in particular, it's one that we would like to put right. I think we still crave that consistency of performance. And um, if I'm being honest, at the very start, we were probably getting 20 minutes here and there. And I think now we've got to a point where we've had some 90-minute performances, but we're probably at a point where even last we look at last Saturday. I think the first half was was probably was really really good, and the second half was was abject probably. So um, it's disappointing that we're still getting even in the space of ninety minutes that up and down aspect of it. And if it would flatline out to a good solid performance, it would probably it would probably help us. The thoughts there of Oren Kearney, who of course today is up against Derek McInnes. I think they've got quality. I think he's clearly trying to put his own stamp on the team. And when a manager comes in out with a window, um, as I think what happened, then that can sometimes be difficult. But you know, I think. There's um, still a few teams down there and St Myrna believe that they can get themselves out of trouble. They worked hard enough to get into the league, so I'm sure they'll be working um, every bit as hard to try and stay in the league. So um, nobody's getting detached. It's a very tight league, as you know. It's quite tight at the bottom. 
um, and tight from middle to top. So it's um, each each three points are vitally important. I think each three points I've said earlier um, is is becoming more of a challenge every week to most teams. Um, but we are we know that if we can get um, some more wins between now and the end of December, um, we we'll be sitting in a place where we feel that where we should be and where we want to be. Let's keep going around the grounds then ahead of kick-off team news hopefully in Perth Roger Hanna is watching St Johnson and Motherwell Yeah, good afternoon Gordon Never mind this 10 in a row they all talk about in Glasgow St Johnson are going for 9 in a row today That's 9 games without defeat The Premiership Manager of the Month for November Tommy Wright has seen Xander Clark in his back four Keeps 7 clean sheets in this incredible run As they stay in the top 6 ahead of teams like Aberdeen and Hibs They're unstarted with a 1-0 win at Fir Park against Motherwell Jason Kerr scoring that injury time header against Well Tommy's made one shock change today. David McMillan's up top alongside Tony Watt. That means Matthew Kennedy moves back to a more orthodox role out wide. As for Motherwell, they've managed to steer clear so far of Dundee, St Mirren and Hamilton at the bottom. But the loss of Trevor Carson, Chris Cadden and now Vancouver bound Andy Rose. It's all been a setback for Stephen Robinson. He had three men sent off in this fixture last season. Ended in a 4-1 defeat. They also lost 5-1 at home to Saints after the split last season. So the omens and the form don't really favour the Steelmen today. Just confirm the team. St Johnson again, Xander Clark in goal. It's back four Richard Foster Joe Shaughnessy Jason Kerr and Scott Tanzer across the middle David Willerspoon Murray Davidson Liam Craig and Matthew Kennedy and up top as we said Tony Watt and David McMillan on the bench for the home team Hurst, Alston, Kane, Swanson, Needham, Gordon and Callaghan as for Motherwell they've got Peter Hartley back but only on the bench this afternoon so it's Mark Gillespie in goal Christian Mbulu Tom Aldred and Charles Dunn are the three at the back Liam Grimshaw Alan Campbell David Turnbull Carl McHugh and Richard Tate across the middle and Curtis Main and Danny Johnson again up front on the bench Ferguson Taylor Sinclair Hartley Bowman Biggery Manor Salmon and Rodriguez Goran the referee is Alan Muir and, and spare a thought Gordon for the St Johnson fan Donald Urquhart he only washes his favourite St Johnson coffee mug when the team loses it's now been two months since it's last been washed and you have to check it check out St Johnson's official Twitter site they have retweeted one of the most disgusting photographs of the festive season I think poor old Donald must be desperate for his team to lose just so he can stick it in the dishwasher Hugh Evans only does that to his Clyde One mug when he uh, gets the full time teaser right so it's not been washed in about 14 (laughs) years so there we go Uh, and, and Hugh you know I always say that I sort of miss going out to games on a Saturday you can't beat going and see the real thing Uh you listen to that wind in Perth I'm looking out the window I'm not sure I would trade places with Roger Hanna this afternoon but at least they've got a game to to warm the cockles of the heart there Uh, Motherwell aren't so far away from Hamilton Ackies and we speak about Hamilton Ackies as being part of the relegation conundrum uh, who'll get the, the playoff place and who'll be automatically relegated Motherwell are only two points above Hamilton Ackies so uh, they've suffered as Roger said loss of significant players um, and St Johnson just roll along so tough old day for Stephen Robinson's side let's hear from the managers Tommy Wright first up well I think the form's been inconsistent so you know Stephen is probably looking for a level of consistency that um, he he hasn't achieved yet I mean they've had some decent results but they haven't put a string of results together and that's what Stephen will be looking for. I said her point against Celtic was was very good, but they've been searching for consistency, you know, all season. So, but it doesn't really bother me what type of form they're coming into the game because we know that they're a difficult side to play against and a difficult team to to beat. 
they've done fantastically well. You know, I think when we played them here, there was three points between the sides and they've gone on a fantastic run, which which shows what can be done at this this league. There's not a lot of difference between any of the teams outside of maybe the top two or three. So, you know, credit to St Johnson, credit to Tommy. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. You know, he's done fantastically well over the last four or five years. So we're gonna to have to be in the top of our game. You know, it's it's never a pretty game there. It's never I've never known where anybody goes and dominates the game. It's always scrappy. Um and we have to put it out a team that's gonna battle and scrap. Final stop in the top flight today is Rugby Park. Ronnie Charters is keeping an eye on Kilmarnock and Dundee. Yes, and a huge chance for Steve Clark's men to go back top of the Premiership with all three points this afternoon. The last time these two sides met 2-1 to Kelly at Dens Park and inadvertently Neil McCann's last game in charge. But it's fair to say with Jim McIntyre now at the helm, he's beginning to make his mark on that Dundee side. Unbeaten in the last four. Boyd by that one-all draw with Rangers, which lifted them off the bottom and a chance to go clear this afternoon if they can better St Mirren's result. Kelly, in terms of against Dundee, only lost one of the last nine meetings. So you imagine Kelly fans will be coming here confident they will be seeing their side returning back to the summit of the Premiership. Team news, Kelly make three changes from that 5-1 defeat to Celtic. Broadfoot comes back from injury and is joined by Burke and Brophy in the starting 11 out Tish Bola, Boyd and McKenzie it's Daniel Backman in goal a back four Stephen O'Donnell Kirk Broadfoot Stuart Findlay and Greg Taylor Chris Burke uh, Gary Dicker Alan Power and Jordan Jones across the middle with Gary Stewart in just be- Greg Stewart sorry in just behind Eamon Brophy the subs McDonald, McKenzie Boyd, Keelty and Jolie Scott Boyd and Tish Bola for Dundee one change out goes Nathan Ralph after his red card was suspended in comes uh, his red card appeal sorry was rejected in comes Darren O'Dea it's Jack Hamilton in goal a back four Cami Kerr uh, Andy Boyle Genesic Kasunga and Darren O'Dea Jesse Curran Martin Woods Glenn Kamara and Calvin Miller across the middle with Paul McGowan and just behind Kenny Miller the subs Parish, Deacon Ndabi Ennis Calman, Spence and Moore the referee here in Ayrshire it's Kevin Clancy now Ronnie a word to the wise <laughs> if Kilmarnock go top of the league and that they're only one game away from the halfway stage in the season. Do not equate that with being contenders contenders for the championship because the Grinch <laughs> says that mm. that is a kind of remark only made by people who talk out of their backside. <laughs> Just a word to the wise, right? They will have played three games more than Celtic by the end of today. Of course, uh, the Grinch, and that's your words, so there's no way I'm, yes, I'm yes, getting yes. implicated in this, was not on media duty this week. Ah. It was uh, Alex Dyer, his assistant. Let's hear from him. Done a good job, Jim. He's worked hard. You know, they're a solid unit now. And um, we know it's going to be a tough game. You know what I mean? No doubt about it. We know it's going to be a hard game, but we're ready for it. It's an opportunity, yeah. I mean, on paper, you you think maybe they're the games that we we should win, or but we all know they're going to be a tough games. But we're ready. I mean, hopefully we can put some points together on the board and um, finish the year well before we have to break. That's the main thing to get as much points as we can on the table, and then see where it leaves us. So things are looking up at the moment for Dundee and their manager Jim McIntyre. Well, you've got to try and take that into the next performance. Obviously, uh, we've done a lot of things well second half. You know, the boys showed great grit, determination to try and keep the ball at the net. And we got the wee bits, bits of luck as well with a disallowed goal. Obviously, going to Kilmarnock's always a difficult game, especially in the last year and a half since Stevie's went in. He's done an unbelievable job, you know, and deserves so much credit. So we know we're against a team that's Flying high with confidence, very, very strong home record. But it's up to us to 
you know, try to continue the good work that we've been doing. Some fantastic fixtures in the Championship this afternoon as well. A cracker at the top involving Air United, but we are focusing. Uh, on Partick Thistle and Alloa Andrew McLean has teams Yes, good afternoon And well the hail has been absolutely battering down on the Far Hill pitch here It certainly doesn't look the best conditions for football Lots of big white patches on this pitch But it looks as if it should be good to go ahead But this is a vital game for both sides here They're currently in the pack that's cut off at the bottom with Falkirk And looking to gain some ground and push up the table Partick Thistle obviously didn't have the best start under Gary Caldwell But they did have plenty of positives to take from that win last time out 2-0 against them it was Gary Caldwell first win in charge of the club but the big question is can they kick on from that today 8th place certainly isn't good enough for the Jags fans and even though in his programme notes Gary Caldwell highlighted they're only 9 points off 4th place you look the other way and they're just a point off the foot of the table what shapes this as a vital game is the fact that Alloa are just a place and a point below them in the table they fought back well to get a 2 all draw against Falkirk last time out Starman Alan Trout and he's in great form as well so they'll be hoping he can do the damage at Far Hill today for Partick Thistle it's a 3-5-2 for them today Jamie Sneddon in goal a back three of Tam Scobie Sean McGinty and Dan Jeffries the midfield five Christy Elliott Blair Spittle Stuart Bannigan Aidan Fitzpatrick and James Penrice Miles Storey and Chris Doolan are the strike partnership the bench Stevenson Keown Erskine McCarthy and Bowie Matombo Wilson and Ntamboy as for Alloa it's a 4-4-2 for them Neil Parry starts in goal it's a back four of Scott Taggart Sam Roscoe Andy Graham and Liam Dick. The midfield four are Kevin Colley, Stephen Hetherington, Ian Flanagan and Jake Hasty with Alan Troughton and Dario Zanatta, the strike force. On the bench, Henry, Robertson, Spence, Burt, Brown, Alulu and Shields. The referee here at Far Hill is Alan Newlands. That's you right up to speed with all the team news ahead of our featured matches. We're going to talk Europa League, Ovi Ajaria and Lee Griffiths with all the team coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well, building up to Kilmarnock, Dundee, St Johnston, Mullerwell, St Mirren, Aberdeen, and our featured championship matches, Partick Thistle against Alloa. As always, at this time on a Saturday, we like to get everyone involved and take a look back at some of the week's biggest talking points. Uh, we've not spoken to you, Mark Wilson, or Alex Ray since. Uh, Celtic and Rangers both found their their fate in Europe. Yep. Celtic obviously going through, Rangers going out. I'll, um, Mark, give us it from the Celtic perspective. Yeah, first. well, I, I was just leaving the studio uh, when it was kicking off, and I said before I went that I was expecting a big night from Celtic. I expected a fast start, and I had every confidence in them winning the game. And then I go home and I switch on the game, and it was totally the opposite from what I'd said in the studio. They were slack. I thought they were very poor. It looked like. Their top players in Rogic and McGregor and even Tierney at times were struggling to make five-yard passes. And the amount of possession they gave up, they looked nervous on the ball. And it was everything that Celtic haven't been recently domestically in their last two games as well in Europe. It was the opposite from that. So I was I was very surprised and, and they got away with it. Mm. But the work was done when they won their three Three games And it's over the course of six games And and they've done enough But I would have just liked to have seen them Really perform against a top side Because I know Leipzig Were a top side And they performed against them But Salzburg are a step above And it was I had a real Champions League feeling To that game And I would have just liked to have seen Celtic Have their top performers uh, Top performers On top of their game in that night To to really have that kind of European 
mm. night kind of sense about it. But they weren't there, but they're through to the last 32 and they, they live to fight another day. Roger Hanna, what would be the, the best and worst case scenarios for Celtic in that draw on Monday? It's difficult to say. I mean, they, they, they could get any of the group winners um, or they could get, I think, some of the Champions League dropouts. So would you fancy your chances against an Arsenal or a Chelsea in the last 32 Possibly not. It would be a fantastic occasion. Another battle of Britain would be great. Um, I think Zenit St. Petersburg get through again. The team that beat Celtic in the last 32, last time out. Uh, whoever they get, Gordon, they will need to play better than they played on Thursday night. Now, Salzburg are a quality team. They got to the semi-final of the competition last year. Um, if PSG or Bayern Munich or Barca had come and played at Celtic Park, we'd be purring about it for days. And Salzburg played as if they were a, a Bayern Munich or a Barcelona. They were fantastic. But it doesn't take away from the fact that it was a little bit of a wake-up call for Celtic in European terms, just how far away they are from the mm. best in Europe. Having said that then, Fraser Wisher, is, is that is that the type of level that, that Celtic could or, or should aspire to get to? Because let's be honest, Celtic aren't, can't do what PSG do, or Bayern Munich or Barcelona, we've been over that in the last couple of seasons. Um, but if you look at perhaps resources... Not a million miles away Is it Salzburg's recruitment And the way they go about their business Is that something Celtic should aspire to? It's hard to know How much Salzburg have got Because they've got the backing Of Red Bull as well you know. So, so there's all these things They come into consideration But uh, there are plenty of teams With, with lower budgets than, than Celtic Doing well in, in Europe doing the, And get to the Champions League So yeah I think Celtic should be aspiring To, to certainly I, I think Europa League is, And getting to the last 32 Is where Celtic And maybe even Rangers In years to come Should be In fact even going a bit further In, in this league you know the Champions League is and qualifying for the last 16 of that is just I think it's just out of their, out of their grasp nowadays it's just only for the elite clubs I, I was just delighted that for once a Scottish team got a break you know because usually yeah. in these situations we just don't get it and all of a sudden we've got to be break by somehow Rosenberg scoring a late goal and Celtic get through and that just doesn't happen to Scottish teams whether it's domestically or whether it's inter, inter, internationally but uh, yeah we've a wake up call I'm sure just in terms of, of not even just European level Celtic have been so good recently they've had one or two dips like against uh, against Motherwell as well but uh, for our point of view again I'm going about the old coefficient it's so so important to us because this new European competition that's going to come in in 2021 at the moment we wouldn't even be in the Europa League for the initial stages or we'd be in the third tier if you like but uh, Rangers Celtic doing well this year Hibs also winning a lot of games we're up to the 20th if Celtic can win maybe another round get through a few games a few wins we could even get up to maybe 18th or 19th which would be great because 15 is the is a place where you get a second Champions League game so delighted for Celtic delighted for Scottish football I think it's good to have a team at this stage and, and Europe is still there Roger and Fraser have both used the expression wake up call with regard to the performance level required if you're going to take on an RB Salzburg never mind Chelsea or Arsenal uh, the irony is Celtic Football Club have created one of the great European theatres the disco lights as they call them Fantastic! Yeah, you're the, quite a fan of these discos. I had you uh, down as a cynic. I thought you'd be writing them off, no, but I, I, the, the, you got excited with the, the disco lights the other night. The ground that Celtic have created is one of the great European theatres. The trouble is, the team can't come anywhere close to the highest levels of European competition. Salzburg showed that to be the case, uh, and others before them. You know the, the Paris Saint Germains of this world uh, who scored five at Celtic Park. That goes without saying nowadays, though, doesn't it? When you look at the gap that's opening up with yeah. the, the elite. Yeah, 
but that's the elite level. There's no two ways about yeah. it. They're, 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 you need to gauge it and where yeah. the barometer is in terms of Salzburg. Celtic have got a, a magnificent home, but the players are way off the level that's required in Europe. A huge congratulations to my players. I think this campaign was over the course of six games. So to finish in a really, really tough group with nine points and uh, and qualify uh, is a huge achievement. Of course, the, the game tonight, you, the best team won. Salzburg were, were, were very good, dynamic, sharp, you know, got some really, really good players. Um, we, we, we didn't play well, but, but what we've shown over the course of the six games is that we, we can play well and we've played well enough of the games to get the uh, to get the points in, in what was a very very tough group so uh, so yeah I'm, I'm so happy for, for the players for you know there's so many games that they're playing and having to step up and to get that reward at the end of it and qualify is it's, it's a great achievement for them Roger the question we've been posing with regards to Rangers in Europe in the last couple of nights is where is the balance between being proud of what they've achieved coming so far through the qualification campaign but also perhaps being a bit frustrated Having had a look at those teams And thinking, do you know what Some of them were there for the taking Yeah, I know what you mean But if you go back to the end of June And the first leg against I think it was FK Scoopy of Macedonia If someone had said to Stephen Gerrard and Rangers then Guys, you'll get through four qualifying rounds Into the groups And you'll be within 90 minutes One night in Vienna Of actually getting to the last 32 I mean, they would have had your hand off for a season like that. I know there is frustration. I know that you know there were chances. They had Connor Goldson hitting the bar with that header in the first half, Gordon. But when you think of where Rangers started this European adventure, they've had 14 games in European competition this season. So it's not a bad season. Yes, they'll be frustrated just now. But I think when the dust settles on their European campaign, they can probably take a bit of satisfaction from it. I, I think sorry, I, I think a lot of the frustration comes from how Rangers are playing domestically. Just now, I think if Rangers were, were flying and winning domestically and they go out in Europe the other night, the fans would be what Roger's saying, would go, Great you know, great season, we're happy with that. But a lot of frustration comes from the games uh, you know at Dundee, the game against Aberdeen even going back to the semi-final getting put out and the see we cracks and then they go oh look we can't even beat Vienna but realistically they're probably no right to beat Vienna but I think when it all comes together then it becomes a problem you for some Rangers fans you can't sell realism to football supporters yeah. you know the, the, the Rangers supporters uh, for 8 years have lived a life of torment in lower league football the occasional embarrassment in lower league football the failure to win a major trophy mm. And then Along comes Steven Gerrard And expectations soar And I think now Realism has taken a back seat They're just crushed by disappointment And some of the comments made about Steven Gerrard I think are unfair About him feeling the pressure And so on and so forth All sorts of body language experts Have emerged from nowhere uh, <laughs> As you know, as the guys have been saying If you had said at the start of the season you play one game in Vienna and it'll give you the chance of the last 32 in the Europa League. That would have to have been regarded as a major improvement. Which one of you two is at a game where someone is really excited about the team news getting read out? 
No, I'm sure that was Saint Mirren. I can hear a high pitched scream at the end of every name that's been read out. That's just my, that's just my fans. Right, it's a fans club. All one of them. Johnson, Motherwell. Nobody's really excited about anything. Yeah. Okay, back to the. What did you make of it, Alex? Thursday night first and foremost, and then overall. They probably didn't do enough on Vienna to get the result they were looking for. Gordon, they they struggled for offensive players when you look at the midfield. Koulibaly, Arfield, uh, McCrory and Jack Very similar players uh, It was trying to get to 70 minutes And then chase the game with Lafferty coming on I think going forward for Rangers I think Mark touches upon I think it's been a very good European uh, exploits Two defeats in 14 I think it's a different proposition When you come back domestically You have to be the, the team that's on the front foot You have to be creating chances and goals And I think that frustration over the course of the last couple of games it's magnified because of what Hugh says. You have expectations. Now, and that all came about when Rangers hit the top of the league a couple of weeks ago against Hearts. So now where they're at now is they've got a, a run of games coming up. They've got Hibs a couple of times. They've got to negotiate Aki's tomorrow and a tough game up at St. Johnson before the Old Firm game. And I said at the beginning of the month, Gordon, it's so important that they stay within touching mm. distance because otherwise, as, as Hugh says, the wheels come off, people get... Go mental And what they'll be looking to try and do is Try and can I get some stability now They don't have to negotiate European ties No Ovia Jaria the other night Let's remind ourselves of what Stephen Gerrard had to say on that situation I haven't had the chance just yet So we've got an afternoon session I've not long walked through the door Hence the, the uniform I will be speaking to Avi today And I'll also be speaking to Liverpool today And then we'll um, discuss uh, Ovi Ajaria and, and then we'll decide what's next best for the player. In terms of Ovi, how he's feeling, um, now it's quite recent. I've been made aware of it, very recent, uh, and so Liverpool. Um, but we're, I'm yet to have a, a decent conversation with Ovi on it. Uh, only had a quick chat with him a few days ago. Um, you know, and he didn't seem in the right frame of mind to travel to, to Austria. So I had to make that decision for the benefit of the group. Um, and I'll see where Ovi is today when I, when I chat with him. You know, Ovi's a quiet kid. He doesn't give you much. So we're going to try and, you know, get inside Ovi and see how he's feeling and, and, and see why he's unsettled and then we'll go from there. Alan Clark has explained it all for us on Twitter, Hugh. He says the oh. St Mirren screamer screams <laughs> like that every single game <laughs> when each player gets announced. Uh, Roger, what about this Ovi Ajaria business? Would you... Reckon he's played his last game for Rangers Or is this a situation that will be turned around I would have thought so I hope, I hope for Ovia Jarius' case That he never gets a chance of a move to, to Barcelona or Juventus Because if he can't settle in Glasgow Which is just over the border How on earth is he going to manage in another country With another language and another culture um, I, I just can't understand it um, He seems not to settle in Glasgow He seems to want back down to England It doesn't really reflect well on the lad himself I don't think If you're going to make a career out of this You, you know, Fraser and the boys in the studio will tell you You need to make sacrifices Sacrifices. Alec Ray went away from his family and away down to London at a very young age. You know, Mark Wilson was a very young man who would be in circumstances that he perhaps wasn't comfortable with. I'm sure Fraser bouncing about his clubs would be the same. Sometimes, you know, you just need to suck it up for the benefit of your career. And I think um, Stephen Gerrard's right to be disappointed. And I'm quite sure the people at Liverpool who sent Ovia Jaria up to get first-team football and enhance his career, I'm sure they'll be disappointed by his attitude as well. But having said that, Roger, if we have time, we're about to discuss Lee Griffiths. Now, we're discussing attitude of mind here. Ovia Jaria, if he's unhappy in Glasgow, for whatever reason, his attitude of mind is important. You can't order a person to be happy. So if he's unhappy, he's at a young age, if he doesn't want to live in this city, then I think Liverpool and Rangers, Stephen Gerrard, Jurgen Klopp, 
have to be mindful of how this young person feels. You're actually spot on in terms of the mental health side. We're not suggesting that that's the case. In terms of he may not have settled in. Now, my experience is when you, regardless whether you're at home, whether you're away and you move to whatever part of the country, when you're playing games and you're involved in games, 28 games, normally you feel part of and you feel part of things and you want to continue because of the magnitude, the size of the club that he's actually come to. For me, it's really it's a really strange one because normally if you're not playing, you go in and say to the manager, I'm not really settling, I want to go back to Liverpool. But regardless, he's not going to get a, a game at Liverpool. So he's going to have to go back out and loan somewhere to actually get a game. So he's going to have to move somewhere. And quickly to touch on Lee Griffiths then, because we, we're moving on to the football, but you'd have to be an uncaring, unfeeling, flawed human being not to feel for Lee Griffiths and what he is going through. And the game of football is gathering round Lee Griffiths. Neil Lennon in particular, Chris Boyd wrote a, a very nice column in Rogers newspaper this morning on the subject of Lee Griffiths. It is now time for Lee Griffiths to get the professional help that Celtic have arranged for him to get and for the rest of us to stand back give him space time wish him well and I remain very confident that before the end of the season we'll see Lee Griffiths back in a Celtic jersey uh, Fraser Wisher just while we've got you on with your PFA Scotland hat on what type of support is there for, for other players perhaps who are are just struggling with, with various things Yeah I mean I think first I think Hugh's absolutely spot on that the game of football has, has, has rallied round and thankfully in the modern era it's a far safer environment far better environment for, for players to come forward and talk about the, the, their issues you know when I played which was many years ago now but when I played there was not a chance that any player would have talked about this perhaps maybe not even any man of my age in, in particular and, and, and Alec and Mark might be the same though they're a bit younger but uh, they, you know you wouldn't come forward and talk about it but football reflects the, the society and society has got to a situation where there are lots of young men young women who have got mental health problems and uh, thankfully Lee is getting full, full support from everybody in, in, in Scottish football but he's not the only one we, we at PFA Scotland recognised this a number of years ago we actually did a survey and I think it was something like 64% of, of players either themselves or knew of somebody who'd, who'd had you know, or, or mental health issues so we put in place a support network where there is a phone line and it's, uh, it's confidential it's free they can phone they can text and they're assessed within 24 hours by, by a GP a qualified GP and then placed in the care of whatever that the appropriate counselling service is. And that could be for people with suicidal tendencies or anxiety or gambling problems or, or anything else. And it, it's widely used, but it's confidential. And it, it's there for football. We hand out cards to players when we do our club visits, etc. So I, I, I just really thought the whole of Scottish football was, was great. And uh, today there's lots of players, like Lee, you know, who, who are having their own issues, their own troubles. But um, Lee, Lee can be focused, uh, the, the, the sort of highlights focused on him. And... Uh, He's not, he's not the same guy as his public persona. Lee, I like Lee a lot and I'm sure he'll come back from this with all the support he's getting from everyday in football. Yes, well said, Fraser Wisher. Well, the football is about to take centre stage. We're going to go back around the grounds after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Less than 15 minutes till the 3 o'clock kickoffs, and what an afternoon we have in store for you. Kilmarnock, Dundee, St Johnson, Motherwell, St Mirren, Aberdeen in the top flight, and then into the Championship. Partick Thistle, Alloa are featured matches. Let's check in. Uh, let's start with the Championship, actually. Let's not always leave it to last. Partick Thistle against Alloa, a really huge game. Uh, Andrew McLean, is there a fair 
expectation around Firhill that that's one Partick Thistle should be winning this afternoon? Yeah, you'd think so. The the fans will certainly be turning out here thinking that anyway. There is only obviously a, a point between the sides in this one, but it's interesting when you look at the fact that these two teams obviously came into this season with very different expectations. Thistle obviously relegated from the Premiership. Meanwhile, Aloe actually promoted through the playoffs uh, from League One. But, uh, you know, Thistle were obviously hoping to bounce straight back up. They now find themselves in eighth, one point off the bottom with 16 games gone. So that is a good chunk of the season. So uh, they'll both be hoping they can start picking up points and, and climbing the table at this point. The game will go a long way to doing that because you need to beat the teams around you when you're in a bit of a struggle like this. When it's eighth against ninth, I know it's a, a bit of a cliche, but one of these six-pointers, and they'll be hoping that with both sides, well, Partick Thistle five points behind Dunfermline in seventh place, and Alloa are six points behind them, that they'll be hoping that they can chase up that pack and the fans certainly will be very disappointed I would think if they don't come away with three points from this one Roger Hanna's watching St Johnson and Motherwell Roger when you look at the form between two sides and of course you know we play each other three and four times a season it's funny how teams go on these runs against certain opposition you know Motherwell having won only one of the last ten meetings with St Johnson and a couple of heavy defeats in there along the way so you know Tommy Wright clearly has the he has the measure of Motherwell at the moment yeah no, oddly enough I did both those games you're talking about for Super Scoreboard I was here early last season when Craig Thompson sent off three Motherwell players in a 4-1 defeat uh, including Trevor Carson the goalkeeper if you remember I was also at Fur Park after the split last season when Stephen McLean scored that hat-trick in his farewell game for St Johnson a 5-1 win that day so you're right Tommy Wright does appear to have the measure of his countryman Stephen Robinson um, he's gone for an extremely attacking lineup this afternoon Tommy he's added David McMillan up top alongside Tony Watt Matthew Kennedy who's been one of the, the signings of the season really in the Premiership he's moved back out to the wing David Willis been on the other side so they're clearly going to have a go today and the knowledge that at the other end they've got one of the tightest defences in the league seven clean sheets in the last eight games and Xander Clark once again just reminding Alan McLeish of his claim for a Scotland squad place yeah and I mean Tommy Wright as always as he's done in his time up here Fraser just seems to be uh, Roger sorry just seems to be getting a tune out of these guys I mean take Tony Watt for instance he's 13 games without a goal which you would think you know for a striker is a poor run of form but he's actually been playing really well um, contributing a lot to the team and it just shows you that it's a real collective effort yeah and it's good management of Tony Watt I think when St Johnson signed Tony Watt in the, in the close season and the boys in the studio probably confirm this people thought well he's had an awful lot of clubs in an awful short space of time you know will, will St Johnson get the best out of him or not Tommy Wright's managed him really well he seems extremely happy in his career happy in his life he's a close pal of Matthew Kennedy they played together at Cardiff City I think they're close socially and you know it's worked whatever he does with him it's worked well because despite the fact that he's not scoring goals regularly he is contributing to the team and you know he's been made feel a valuable member of the St Johnson team now, Ronnie Charters is watching Kilmarnock against Dundee Ronnie of course Kilmarnock going to this one as favourites uh, and for good reason you've heard all the stats about Stevie Clark and calendar years and last 38 games and all the rest of it uh, he's also never lost to a bottom 16 the only teams that have beaten Kilmarnock are the ones you might expect he's got a very good record but you know it's only the likes of Celtic Rangers Hibs Hearts and Aberdeen no one else has, has managed to do it and, and that Ronnie I suppose is how you manage to put so many points on the board by winning these home games winning the games that people expect you to win yeah absolutely it's like a credit to 
Steve Clark in doing that. And you look at their next four games, well, including this one, their next four games are all against the bottom four. At home to Dundee, then they're away to Hamilton, away to Mullinwell, and at home to St Mirren. So if that's, you know, not getting beat by the bottom six, well, if that's the case, St Mirren, uh, Kilmarnock fans will be looking for 12 points out of 12, and that would really put the cat amongst the pigeons. You're right, Hugh, I'm not going to say title contenders don't want the Grinch to bite me in the post-match press conference, but still, Kelly are, are on a roll. It's not two ways about it. Dundee for themselves, well, their running is completely opposite, including the Rangers game and Kilmarnock today. Their next six, or their six fixtures are against the top six. You know, they're next away to Aberdeen, then away to Celtic, Livy and St Johnston as well before the break. So, yes, you know, Jim McIntyre is beginning to turn it around. You can see, you know, a conference, they're not conceding as many goals. Kenny Miller's now beginning to get a bit of form, but that's going to have to continue. They're going to have to pick up points. It's a relegation, relegation scrap, it's got to be said, between them, St Mirren, they're all down there. But a tough game this afternoon, and one that, you know, there's a decent crowd here at Rugby Park, to be fair. You know, it's absolutely torrential conditions, but the Kelly fans are now expecting to see their side, you know, winning games every time they go into the park, and that's certainly, for them, going to be the case this afternoon against Dundee. Alex Reid, Ronnie Charters is a hard man to please. Kenny Miller has six <laughs> goals in his last four, and he's on a bit of form, <laughs> says Ronnie. So, uh, oh, brilliant, Ronnie. We can count on you for a real line, my friend. On a serious note, he's... <laughs> For a, a oh. man of his vintage He's uh, banging in the goals I have to say Some of his finishing movement uh, his, his enthusiasm Gordon I often mention this When you get to a certain age You lose the hunger for the game Kenny hasn't done that He's continued to prove it A lot of people were Raising their eyebrows When he was given the ultimatum Become a manager Or continue playing He went no He walked away from Livingston uh-huh. And you know He's been up to Dundee Which is not easy either Because he has to commute And he's, he's still based in Glasgow Stays up there a couple of days a week However Six, four, six goals in four games is brilliant but they're going to need that because Ronnie's right in what he says the next five fixtures you're looking at it and thinking where are the points coming I think they've got two or three draws and a win in the last four or five games here which ultimately will give them hope and confidence going forward I, I always say for Kelly Ronnie touched on it there their fans expecting them to win games is a huge difference from going out there yeah. and just playing Kelly have got themselves into a position where They've played fantastically well under Steve Clark since he's come in. But now the fans actually expect them to win when they play at Rugby Park. And especially against teams that are in the bottom three or four. So that's a difficult thing for their players this afternoon. It's good to hear Ronnie say that there's a decent crowd inside Rugby Park. Because there was a time when if you'd given a Kelly fan an excuse not to go to the game, he'd have gladly (laughs) taken it. Well, you've got plenty of excuses today. The weather's absolutely foul. But they go... Because the Grinch has got a team worth watching. <laughs> Fraser Wishart is watching St Mirren against Aberdeen. Uh, Fraser, the locals don't really like the sight of Aberdeen. They haven't uh, beaten them in about seven and a half years, uh, and in fact, have conceded four in all of their last three meetings. So, I, I just wonder if one of the high points of Oren Kearney's spell, and of course, there haven't been many, is that is that draw with Celtic. You know, where they were very defensive. Is that the type of thing they would do today, or do they see Aberdeen as a team you think they can give it a bit more of a go? Well, I think you're at home and they'd be expected to give it a bit more of a, a go, but it's a, it's a 3 5 2 formation again from Oren Kearney, so I, th- I think he's looking at uh, it's a height of Cosgrove and, and Stephen May playing off him as well, so he's got that extra man security at, at the back. But I think for St Mern just now, it, it's, it's, a, it's about staying in touch with the teams around them. Ronnie was talking about Dundee and Hamilton, and maybe even Motherwell, St Mern playing Motherwell next week as well, so you never know with the results. Uh, the next couple of weeks they could get themselves closer there but I think just stay in contact just now through this kind of sticky spell and Denny McInnes mentioned his interview that uh, Oren Kearney's come in after the transfer windows closed so he'll be looking to get to January I think a lot of the, the players they brought in from England 
the last couple of months are even short-term contracts. There are players that Alan Stubbs brought in who are in longer contracts that they may well try to, to move out. Jack Ross, a couple of years ago, was sitting uh, in Simmons' manager's office and he changed things around, like 10 in, 10 out when they were bottom of the championship. They stayed up and then they get promoted. So it might need something along those kind of lines to try and change things around for, for St. Mungo. I find it hard against Aberdeen. I, I'm just looking at the Aberdeen team and I like to be Denny McInnes. He's not really given too many youngsters a chance over, over recent years, maybe not quite the quality, but obviously signed Lewis Ferguson. I like the look of Conor McLennan. I thought he played really well in the cup final. A strong lad, likes to play through the middle, play off the left today. Young Bruce Anderson as well. All of a sudden there's younger players beginning to come through and freshen up this Aberdeen team and they're, they're really just I think a goal scorer away somebody going to score a few goals from getting themselves up that table because they're only four points behind Rangers as I said you know they can climb the table with a win today and I, I think they will win today I think it's a tough one for St Mun Aberdeen are well organised and I expect them to take the three points that's you right up to speed the kickoffs and your first half teaser are next it's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025 some full-time scores from the Scottish Premiership It finished Comarnock 3, Dundee 1 St Johnston 1, Motherwell 2 And St Mirren 1, Aberdeen 2 In the Championship, 5 draws In the Championship today, Air 3, Ross County 3 Falkirk 0, Morton 0 Inverness 1, Dundee United 1 Partick Thistle 2, Alloa 2 And Queen of the South 0, Dunfermline 0 In League 1, Airdrie 0 are both 1 4 for 2, Montrose 1 uh, Wraith Rovers 4, Dumbarton 2 Stenhouse Muir 0, East 5 Two in League Two, Clyde one and in nil, and Edinburgh City four, Elgin City one. We'll quickly do the English Premier League: Man City three, Everton one, Crystal Palace one, Leicester nil, Huddersfield nil, Newcastle one, Tottenham one, Burnley nil, Watford three, Cardiff two, and Wolves two, Bournemouth nil. It's over to you. The floor is yours. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you're just coming out of a game today, let's hear from you. What did you make of it? Who impressed you? Who didn't? What did you make of the result? What about the referee? Anything that's on your mind, do share it. And you can tweet us at ClydeSSB as well. And a bit of breaking news tonight is that Rangers and Liverpool have agreed to terminate Ovi Ajaria's loan period. He is returning to Liverpool immediately. So Rangers fans, what do you make of that? Not entirely surprising given what's happened in the last couple of days, um, but swift action taken on that one, Hugh Keevans. My uh, old pal, the late great Tommy Burns, used to say to me, it's far easier to play against Celtic or Rangers than it is to play for them. And there's a magnificent example of that in Timu Puki, who at Celtic Park couldn't have put the ball between the pillars and the Erskine Bridge, never mind between the two posts, and goes down to Norwich and he's a scoring sensation. He just found Glasgow and Celtic too much to handle. Ovi Ajaria, Clearly mm. just doesn't settle well into life in Glasgow And it's best for both parties then that he goes mm. where he is happiest And that's at Anfield and, and you said it yourself I think on last night's show I mean you can't force people to be happy no. I guess you know some people might be disappointed Or expected it to have worked out better If he's not settled for whatever reason Then he's not settled And especially in this climate where we're, we're trying to become more Aware, more appreciative of the football players are, are humans, and it's not as easy as just turning up and, and and going about their business. They have to be, they have to be happy. They have to yeah. be in a good place. Uh, I listened to Gary Holt uh, on our program today, talking in, in the aftermath of the five nothing win over Hearts, and saying, if a player goes on the park with a tired mind, it will give a tired performance. Uh, so if a player goes on to the field in an unhappy frame of mind, he's likely to give an unsatisfactory type of performance. Ovi Ajaria just couldn't settle at Rangers, and both clubs have done the sensible thing. 
Rangers have let him go and Anfield welcomes him back. Yeah, I've been I've been critical of him and his performances, which leads me to think how long has this been going on for? It's obviously a while because Ajaria plays last week and it's dealt with very, very swiftly. So it's maybe a shock for all of us and all the Rangers fans thinking this guy's played 28 games for us and he's just disappeared. But obviously something has been going on behind the scenes and I'd be very surprised if conversations hadn't already taken place between him and the manager in the run-up to this. And we're just obviously getting the 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 quick story of it as he's away back to Liverpool. But it's obviously been running on for a wee bit. I mean, Alex, you can only look at previous situations and we, we sort of mentioned it earlier Players who don't settle It tends to coincide with players Who are not really getting a game And that's where this one's a little bit different He's been a main, a main player for Steven Gerrard In the sense that he's played What did you say? 28 I mean he's almost played a season's worth of games yeah. already So he's, he's featured heavily So the football involvement has been there But of course In football life And in personal life There are other factors That obviously haven't matched up I think that's a surprising thing Gordon When you're actually playing football And particularly in front of 50,000 fans You would expect him to be enjoying his time at Rangers When I heard Stephen Gerrard Saying that he would be admitted From the squad Travelling over to Austria The other day uh, And then we'll revisit it this, The alarm bells were ringing right away for me And then To come out today So what they've done is They've decided to part ways It gives Rangers an opportunity To try and source one or two more mm-hmm. bodies Because there's a couple of players You know I think Sadiq's already going back as well So They will be looking to try and freshen things up Because they and the one thing from Rangers is from middle to front, they need more bodies. And it, Stephen Gerrard's already said that they need more quality. So you'll be looking to try and do that. If, if that system's failed, though, Alex, for Rangers and those signings, those loan signings, is Stephen Gerrard going to go down the loan route? Yeah, again? But, you, but you can actually look at other avenues that, for that point of view, you know, you look at the young boy Kent, who's who's done relatively okay. You might say Koulibaly, you know, he's still a wee bit. But what I'm saying is They don't have many more options Unless they've actually identified mm. someone Who is of value That they feel as if they're going to go and pay that Right, Saturday The games have just finished So we really want to hear from you If you've been at a game what, How did your team do today? Uh, are you happy or unhappy? Anything that you want to share with us 01419511025 Get your calls in You'll be getting back into the car Or on the bus or the train So let us know what you witnessed today Let's speak to Pat and Govan Hill first though Hi Pat Hi, how you doing mate? Yeah, good thanks that's amazing. I was waiting the phone and I phoned in my point, and then you got that breaking news. Oh, were you phoning about Ajari in the first place? Yeah, it was, it's nothing to do with any player, Celtic Rangers. Uh, you remember it, Alec Mike and uh, Mark, I doubt. Bit younger. I the George Best, but my point is, you remember it. And uh, when I watched football in the 60s and 70s, two of the best players I've seen in my life were George Corley from up the road in Socky and George Best. Uh huh. And George Conley could have won Scotland's Hall of Fame. Yep. He couldn't settle in Glasgow. He could not settle. He was back at Socky. George Best, when he started first, I went home to Belfast, which you can't blame a boy that age. Couldn't settle in Manchester. Matt Busby words his year. End up one of the greatest players of all time. So I wish the ball well, and I'm sure the panel agree with me. I agree with you. The boys thing that comes first, if you get my point. Yeah, that's it, Hugh. It's, it's not easy to come in. There's perhaps a naivety we go, oh, it's not to like you. Play in front of 50,000, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Get, get on with it and all that, carry on. But you just, yeah. you can't settle. These yeah. things happen. Your personal happiness is important with regard to George Connolly. George had other issues uh, that prevented him from 
going on to have the, the dazzling career that he would have had because he was a fabulous player. Uh, but as I say, you can't order someone to be happy. And you can't take offence because someone prefers to live in Liverpool rather than Glasgow. So the two clubs have done the right thing. Mm. The player doesn't feel he can give of his best because he's unsettled here. Liverpool know that when he goes back there, uh, they will have the chance to put him straight again and see if he can make it into Jurgen Klopp's side. So you no know, one need to take offence. On a foot, on a just a purely footballing point, Alex, because there's not a great, they're not a great deal to say about that. If Ajari has not settled here and they yeah. both decide he's better off down the road, fine. Rangers were already, according to a lot of fans that we get on the phones, already still crying out for that. Creative yep. Attacking midfielder There was maybe a hope That he was going to be that guy So even when he was there There were doubts about Whether he could be He's, he's now gone So he's now not yeah. even an option Does does that intensify Rangers need to get someone In that area? Yeah they need that But a creativity Going from middle to front Gordon And uh, I don't think Ajari Had actually Hit the heights That they expected There was flashes at times When you thought Oh this boy's got something But it wasn't as uh, Consistent as you would like from From the boy So that is one of the positions that I'm absolutely certain that Rangers will be looking to try and find someone. Now, Stephen Davis, I'm not really sure he's that middle to front one. He's been mentioned, but I'm sure with the, the scouting department that Rangers have now mm. under Mark Allen, they will have someone identified. They looked at the young boy, Wilson, obviously doing very well at yeah. Derby. You won't get him now. But I think one of the interesting things... Here, here's one, sorry, Alex, just because you're on that point. I mean, tactically, if you like, the, the Rangers have room. For, for that the, the Rangers have room for A, a number 10 I mean does Steven Gerrard yeah. Not prefer Three midfielders With, with two wide guys Yeah well the, the way the way it shapes up And depending this, I think this is one of The Achilles heels For Rangers Gordon Because of They may well have At times If you look at the way So say it's Koulibaly and Jack And then you have Ajari at slightly The one So you'd be breaking. looking For one in, in front Of those slightly two If you like Somebody that has to Go and then break For me Against the majority Of teams within the The league I think Rangers Should do something similar to what Celtic are doing in terms of, say for instance, that Ryan Jack is a, the, the kind of quarterback, he picks up the pieces, he puts the block on and he gets things ticking. You then have uh, Arfield who's very good from breaking middle to front, he times his runs relatively well, picks up good areas. I think you need another one in there who's going to go and unlock the door with a bit more craft uh, and I think, I think it's crying out for that because I think Rangers have struggled to overcome teams who have uh, mm. sit quite deep Ovi Ajaria has gone back to Liverpool That's the breaking news tonight But as always Really keen to hear from you If you've been at a game Because we've been in here So I want to know all about it What pleased you What annoyed you What about the referee Everything else that usually goes along With being at a game Share it with us Maybe you are an unhappy Partick Thistle fan An unhappy St Mirren fan Or You're a Motherwell fan Coming back down the road Perhaps didn't expect that win in Perth um, and Kilmarnock, you just continue to fly top of the league once more. 01419511025. David, a big thanks to Pat and Govan Hill. David's a Celtic fan in Grangefield. Hi, David. Hi. What's your point tonight? I think that Lauren Shank, with Lauren Shankland, be good enough to play for Celtic, uh, be a backup, obviously, because of the Lee Griffith situation. Well, right. I mean, I can see why the suggestion's been made. Yeah, you the guy's a, a goal Alex, machine. Alex already brought us what he believes to be the case that perhaps a deal's already been done with Swansea, which would see Lauren Shankland loaned back to Air United for the remainder of the season. Uh, so that may knock out Celtic's interest. Well, well, what, well let's the, just the principle. Un, yeah, until, until such times as that's confirmed, let's assume that's not the case then at the moment. I mean, yeah. 
the, the, Is that the, one you would the, the, see? You would have to consider it Because he's a goal machine uh, And his fitness is superb uh, Celtic in that particular area Due to circumstances beyond their control Have Odson Edward and nobody else And for a club of Celtic size Who have in the new year The last 32 of the Europa League As well as the attempt to win eight titles in a row And a Scottish Cup that could bring A treble treble A club of Celtic size need three strikers At the moment they've got one So Lauren Shanklin would be on the radar How significantly he would be on the radar Only Brendan Rodgers could tell you David asks the question well Mark In the sense that It depends what you mean is the, If the question is Will would you fancy Lauren Shanklin to come in and be Celtic's main striker and fire them through in the Europa League? With no disrespect to him, the answer there is probably no. not. I mean, that's a big step. But what about his backup? What about as a squad player? What about in these domestic mm. games? And Celtic, as Hugh quite rightly says, have only one striker. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the goals Lauren Shanklin's scoring at the moment, you would have to assume that in a Celtic team that creates chances, he could go and score against Hamilton uh, or, or Dundee or Motherwell you would, You'd assume a goal scorer is a goal scorer of course Now Lauren Shankland had a spell uh, He was at Aberdeen of course mm-hmm. and Of course he was a bit younger um, prob- Probably not as physical as he is now So he's come on a bit So there's no reason to say why he couldn't say that There is an argument Alex I think made the argument the other week He was Somebody came on and said about I'm going to Rangers And Alex said I think he's a player who needs A step to get to that level You know uh, Maybe another Premier League club To get to a Celtic A Rangers But I take the point he, he is a goal scorer If he's getting chances And he's putting them away for air Then surely he could do it In the top division And he, of course mm. he's surrounded by better players It would be the cheap option From Celtic I don't know If the fans well, would buy into it It would still cost you a good couple of hundred grand According to the air chairman I mean that's a cheap option Compared to nine million quid For a striker If you're talking about For a third choice striker or whatever I mean it's still not that cheap I think Mark Hits the right spot there Because Celtic are going for Major prizes They're going for The the dream of eight in a row And Mm. the fans dream of ten in a row They are still in the Europa League They still want this treble treble Therefore I think the fans will be looking in this window Brendan Rodgers having admitted that he was very disappointed With the last transfer window The fans will be looking for top drawer signings And I repeat A club of Celtic size Going for what they are going for Need three strikers And at present they have one I think as well with with previous signings as well Hugh You know if you look at Mackay Stephen And you look at Scott Allen And guys like that Hayes I know there's positives in there Like Christy and that I think if they went for Warren Shanklin There'd be a yeah. Here we go again This yeah. guy Was great at his, his previous club But he's going to be Alright But Ryan Christie was signed from Inverness Yeah And it took a while It was a bit yeah. of a work in progress Is signing a guy from Inverness That much different from signing but a guy was, from Air United? He was going into an area of the side Where Celtic were well covered Yeah And he could afford or Celtic could afford to nurture him and to give him to Aberdeen on loan. Yeah. There's a specific need up front. The club needs three strikers, they've got one. See, the one of the things that uh, Brendan Rogers often comes out with, he says, we need to bring in players who are better than what we currently have. And I know the argument will be as obviously Lee's away for the moment, 
But they'll be looking to try and bring in better quality Now whether Shanklin and I said that a few weeks ago I like Shanklin, I worked with him at St Mirren And I think if he went another move And did the same uh, you know, goal yes, ratio goal, to what he's yeah. actually doing at the moment then he may well then kick on to yeah. a Rangers or Celtic but until that point I think it's a bridge mm. too far just yet uh, What do you think David? Uh, I think it c- could join probably a backup because obviously Lee Griffith and mm-hmm. Edward been better in Europe as such but Stranklin could maybe play in the smaller games against Hamilton you know, and mm-hmm. maybe play backup before they've you can certainly see why Hugh I mean 20, yeah. 28 goals In 24 appearances this season yeah, Which yeah. is just ridiculous yeah. At any level And also you know You hear a lot about this well, You know it, You will hear an argument of He went to Aberdeen And couldn't cut it That's the sort of phrase But I mean He went yeah, to Aberdeen no, Five and a half years ago When listen, he was 18 yeah. The other point I'd make to you Is you, you said yourself The air chairman was Talking in terms of £200,000 To Celtic That's small change so if they want to buy a small change striker Go ahead and do so Because it is only small change The fans are expecting The gold card to come out For others 0141 We're going to hear from Craig Who's a Kilmarnock fan on the line And those manager interviews are slowly but surely Starting to make their way into us So we're going to let you hear from as many managers as we can We also want to hear from you Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here and they want to hear from you. 0141-951-1025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Um... Quite a few games in hand now it must be said But Kilmarnock are top It's oh. not a lie They are top They've played three more than Celtic Let's hear from Stevie Clark uh, No no a good win It was important to bounce back Immediately after the disappointment of last week uh, we Probably dropped our standards a little bit last week And got punished for it heavily By a good team But it was nice to bounce back this week Second half especially I mean it was What we said at half time Certainly what I didn't say too much at half time to be honest I thought first half was a little bit open, we conceded too many chances. Uh, second half, we, we put that right, defended well. Took a scrappy little goal to get us in front, but once we were in front, never looked back. Top of the league, don't imagine it just be one game at a time? No, no, top of the league's not, not important. Uh, 34 points for 18 games, that's important. Points per game is good. The league table is... It's not a true reflection of the league because Celtic have got three games in hand, so looking forward to next week already. Steve, but when you were walking out there, kind of announced Sir Steve Clark. Is there something you want to tell us? <laughs> 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 no, no, that's just a death presenter that gets a little bit carried away at times. Well, can you blame anyone for getting carried away? Because you were, you were no, no, like I said, today, look we are in the league. No, no, we were, we were good today. Uh, like I said, I, th- I thought if I can be critical as a coach, I thought we were a little bit too open first half. Tightened up j- just just enough second half. And I, I thought right from the start of the second half, even before we got the goal, we were a better team. We were always in top, always in ascendancy. And once the game opened up properly for us, we could sit in and we played some terrific stuff once we found that space in midfield. The Grinch strikes again. <laughs> You can why, understand he doesn't want to get carried away. No, but I mean, somebody brings up Kelly being top of the league and he, 
you know, <laughs> he doesn't like it You are top of the league It may only be for less than 24 hours But is there no joy left in the game It's You're just a, top of the league It's just a worrying day when Hugh Keevans is, is the one who wants yes. more joy And he's not the one being the Grinch Anyway, Craig is a Kilmarnock fan on the line Tell us about that game today, Craig What did you make of it? Um, uh, good evening, panel. Uh, before I go on to the game, I just wanted to first uh, pass on my well wishes to Lee Griffiths and his family. They had a difficult time that they're going through. Obviously, it must be very tough for him, so I just wanted to open the call with that. Well um, moving on to today's game, uh, I was at Parkhead last weekend and I thought it was one of the worst killer performances I'd seen since Clark came in. However, Celtic's performance, I think he could have put any team in Britain in front of Celtic last week, and I think Celtic probably would have came away with a result. Um, Going into today, Sunday, they're obviously bottom of the league. Um, going into today, very constant. I know that they took points off the Rangers, but I felt that we, just going into the game, I thought we had it. And first half, uh, we've had disappointed. They, were, they, they kind of played to our weaknesses in the, the first half, but I've always said that we're a second-half team. Um, coming into the second half, we get that, that scrappy first goal, cut Broadfoot, and then from there, we just started to dominate the game. I think it could have been easily five or six today. I think the passing style... Um, as Steve Clark's implemented at Kilmarnock's absolutely brilliant I was watching Barcelona today honestly the passing um, some of the three balls that were getting played the reflex and tricks that were happening it was it was brilliant, brilliant football to watch um, I think three goals is, is kind to Dundee I think we had a, we did have a lot more chances maybe the finishing wasn't quite there to, to get more goals um, the next three games are against uh, Motherwell Hamilton and St Mirren I think if we win all three of those games those teams are obviously on the bottom half of the table, I think it's well in those three games. Congratulations, Craig. We've got a game against each other coming up in the, just before the new year. That somebody will take points off of them. So, um, I honestly think going into the new year, I think we could potentially, if Celtic and Rangers don't get the results, I think we can stay top. We can, we can really challenge. Uh, there them. we are. That's the optimism uh, you yes. were looking for, that, Hugh Keevans. You've got your wish. Congratulations to Craig. He wins December's Quote of the Month award for putting Kilmarnock and Barcelona in the same sentence. <laughs> Uh, but Craig Your your optimism is fantastic Do you wish That your manager Would share that Sense of optimism And take a little more Joy out of being Top of the league um, Realistically It's good that if I, I'll, I'll, I'll go on the, the Kind of line that he was on In his press conference Recently And the fact that he said That it's good for the fans But the players need to Stay grounded And I think Obviously the players Are going to be looking To see what he's saying if he's, if he's coming out in press conferences and saying, oh, yeah, we're top of the league, that could get the players complacent. So I do, I do respect what he's doing. He's, a, he's obviously a quite a well-knowledgeable manager. So you, you, said, you, said, you said you said you said felt like watching Barcelona today. You might cause the players to get overly excited. Yeah, but the players, don't with all due respect, don't listen to Craig and Johnson the way they listen to Stevie Clark. So it's different. Fans can do that. Um, but he wants to keep things a bit more grounded. Where Craig is right, when you look at the next three games, I'm not saying it's a given, Kilmarnock are going to win all three and get nine points. But this is something I said before the game. This yeah. is what Kelly do. Yeah. They've still yeah. never lost... To any of the bottom six teams That's Under Stevie remarkable. Clark They've never, they've never lost yeah. one of those games So yes of course Celtic and Rangers have beaten them As of uh, Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen yeah. not, not very often it must be said But they've done it The bottom six teams though Can't do it And those those so games far. Gordon Are quite often The more difficult games to play in Because they're scrapping for their lives They park the, the 18 yard box And make it very difficult to play through And Kelly have dealt with it You know superbly well Um 
So, you know, Craig is right to be optimistic because for what he's probably watched throughout the years from Kilmarnock is not a patch on this. And he's right, these games are winnable. I mean, you go into the new year and Kilmarnock are still there. And if you're a Kilmarnock fan, Hugh, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you Embraces. think this is, this mm. is possible? You know, and just take yeah. every month as I it am, comes. I am shouting from the rooftops here, take... Joy out of this situation You were a club Going nowhere Until Stevie Clark Took over Take some joy out of it Look forward to these games Against the bottom six clubs While Celtic have to play Clubs who are in the top six You've changed Honestly yeah, You've changed worry. Don't worry more last <laughs> It's Christmas week Listen Get that Jason Derulo on in the Oh he's got it He's oh. nailed it I actually just bumped into Mr George Bowie When I went through oh, yeah. One of the breaks He was He was He uh, was very amused at your earlier pronunciation um, of Jason Derulo having found his playlist, as you as you say, on yeah. the desk in front of you. What was is it he even called? I can't even remember it to repeat it. Oh. Derulo. Derulo. <laughs> Jason Derulo. Derulo. Oh, fantastic. Is Thank he, you. Is he a boom boom music type, is it? Oh, he's very good. Oh, Thank yeah. you to Craig in Johnson. Still time for you to join us. 01419511025. If Twitter is more your thing, then we are at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's see if we've got any other managers coming in. We're going to speak to Hugh. In Cardonald, he's got an interesting suggestion of a signing target for Rangers. But let's hear from Stephen Robinson first. Motherwell fans, what did you make of that result today? A really tough game, a really scrappy game. Um, and we picked the team accordingly. I don't think the weather conditions helped anything. But um, I think we have to have a great amount of credit. You know, We started the game on fire. We, we scored two early goals. And, and I thought we managed the game really well. We're a very young squad. Um, but what you're saying there is boys that were managing the game and you know when you went 2-0 up it gives you that cushion to try and go and hit them on the counter attack so having been highly critical we should have picked better passes when we broke um, we probably should have won by more with a, a penalty that should have been given as well but um, sometimes you get them sometimes you don't and the game should have been more comfortable but um, I think a tremendous amount of character was shown today by the players you know, they, they dug in and battled in really really difficult conditions and the fans that are travelling back down the road that came up to support the boys today um, will go down Happy because the boys really playing for the shirt today. For different reasons, Gillespie and Bullo and Dunn hadn't been in the team early in the season. They came in and showed a lot of character today. Yeah, I think um, you, I always signed Mark Gillespie as a number one goalkeeper. You know, we thought Trevor would leave. We, we we really did think we'd lose him, and we we can't afford to run with two number one goalkeepers. So it was hard to keep him happy. Um, unfortunate circumstances have given. Mark has chance and he's been terrific for us uh, in terms of Charles I think you can see today how much we've actually missed him you know no one's going to run away from him he's the quickest player I've worked with and he really really adds to what we can do Christian's a young boy you know very similar to what we signed Cedric as it took us a year to get the Cedric make Cedric a million pound player you know um, he's a long way to go Christian but he's he's come in and added a little bit of pace and strength into that back line as well uh, Hugh Keevans not many were giving Motherwell a chance of going up there Not only because they've got a terrible record against St Johnson um, But St Johnson have been in brilliant form And Motherwell have been in indifferent form So in that respect you have to give them quite a lot of credit this afternoon Without question I said pre-match that uh, Motherwell had to bear in mind The fact that they were only two points above Hamilton Ackies And we always speak of Hamilton Ackies in connection with Automatic relegation or the playoff final So Motherwell have put distance between themselves and Hamilton And they know that Hamilton have an extremely difficult task tomorrow Playing Rangers at Ibrox nine, It's nine points clear now of uh, Dundee and then St Mirren So 
And what, that, what's that, the game situation down there? I know lots of teams have played different amounts. Are they all in the same amount uh, of games? St Mirren now have 18 and uh, Dundee, Hamilton, Motherwell have played 17, 17 Gordon, yeah. so they have a game to spare. Uh, but so, you know, again, before the game, we were talking about consistency for Stephen Robinson. He, he needs to get his team going, they're getting something, even if it's just a draw next week and then just trying to nick the odd results just so that it continues on the way it's going because it's too. Stop start really Probably for his but life They've suffered a lot of injuries You know you, We always speak about hearts And how hearts have been affected With big players And been injured Motherwell Have they, uh, they had a few injuries Well I think especially now With the goalkeeper uh, the obviously goalkeeper, uh, Cadden Chris Cadden Chris He, he was just talking about Charles Dunn He's missed most of the season yeah. So far Was an important player last season uh, So big big players And I think that's affected Motherwell this season You look at their cup runs In that last season I, I know the league form wasn't great But Relied a lot On those big players Performing and This season A lot of them have, have been missing Right Hugh is a Rangers fan From Cardonald You've got a signing suggestion Hugh Or certainly a, a question Regarding a player That we know quite well Have you? Yes that's correct uh, Hi panel uh, Could I put my point To Alec please? Oh he's listening Right Alec Alec They're all t- talking about Players that's coming to Rangers But there's one Outstanding candidate That's going to cost Rangers Nothing in January uh-huh. And it's the Aberdeen captain Graham Shinney I think he'd be a fantastic Signing for the Jers oh, um, I, I read today That he was out of contract um, In the summer And uh, I think Aberdeen Are trying to renegotiate To try and re-sign him I think he does a decent enough job Domestically um, He's obviously came for left back When he midfield For me he is not what Rangers are looking for. Um, I, I, I like the fact that he's competitive. He puts himself around. If you, if you go back to last year, you know he puts uh-huh. himself about seventeen yellow cards last year. You know this year he's a bit better in terms of discipline that way. So um, for me, he, he can't take the, the game by the scruff of the neck. He doesn't really contribute goal wise. So uh, as much as I like his attributes in terms of what he brings to the table, competitive wise, for me he just falls a little bit short. If, Rangers are to catch Celtic. Uh, the other point, Ali, I was, I'm very disappointed in the young winger. I think he's really off for him. He kicks it 10 yards too far in front of him and he's just not doing it at all. Glenn, you're talking about Middleton. Glenn Middleton, yeah. Well, listen, see, the thing is, you've got to remember, this boy's just actually come in last January, I think it was, for Norwich. He's probably ahead of schedule at the moment. That just tells you where Rangers are. Now, I said earlier on in this programme, for me, they need more firepower from the wings. From the number 10 Creative And they probably need Another mm. striker To, to back up Because if anything happens To Morelos mm. they, they, they are struggling So uh, But the, you're right he, he's, he's got pace I said in the show A couple of weeks ago That I felt as if He needs to mix up His game Because when you come up Against good Full backs They will just show you In the park And he's got to be able To drive in the park Play giving goes Get shots off His right foot So that's things That he will have to develop But he's got the raw ingredients mm. In terms of pace uh, But in terms of Where Rangers want to go They still have to uh, up the mm. ante An interesting suggestion from Hugh Regards uh, Graeme Shinney Potentially going to Rangers Rangers fans You can give us your reaction to that On the phones or on Twitter I'm going to try and squeeze some more in quickly though So thank, li- thank you to Hugh Easy for me to say David's in Hillington Hi David How you doing buddy uh, Can we point um, about this, it's European football And Night Celtic specifically But can I have a word with Hugh first? He's listening um, Hi Hugh Listen Being a wee bit of banter on Twitter the other night And I think you'll be an apology buddy Oh you owe me an apology Hugh Oh. <laughs> What's he well, done now, David? Um, you asked me a question as to why I was putting full stops in on uh, on my Twitter feed, and I said that it was because of a bit of sight, and sometimes my my hand kind of uh, jams, and you called me a dafty. Oh, uh-huh. 
I think that's a wee bit of order I mean, I'm sure you'll apologise to the man Hugh Yeah 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 yeah. Uh, uh, I apologise uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway Right okay Hugh um, No about the, about the football tonight It's just a really own spot Even at the last Like we got the other night And yes we were awful The exception of Craig Gordon I don't even know if I would include Kieran Tierney I thought he looked a wee bit overawed as well at times But Craig Gordon kept that down to a reasonably respectable scoreline, but the performance wasn't respectable. But at 80 minutes, I turned it over to watch the Rosenberg game, just in case. And I've never celebrated a goal or any other <laughs> European team so much in my whole life. And then I sat for six minutes panicking in case Leipzig were at the part of the squad, which I thought is more like Celtic and Scotland luck they would probably get. Uh, yeah, you're right, David. I mean, Hugh, the back page of the paper today is a story with, um, of, of, in fact, by Roger Hanna. So we can, you've got to be able to trust that. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Tory Rejunison, the man who scored for Rosenborg, uh, saying he wants to go to holiday in Glasgow. He wants yeah. to holiday in Glasgow <laughs> to meet all these Celtic fans who are now uh, loving his work. David and Hillington's one of them, and you can understand why. Twists and turns of fate are part of football. We like to celebrate those uh, league campaigns that have. Uh, Changed course on the final day of the league season Celtic have benefited Rangers have benefited Rangers have lost out Celtic have lost out Twists and turns of fate At 2-0 for Salzburg Celtic fans were leaving the ground They were reflecting on uh, What had been arguably the worst performance They had seen from their team domestically Or in Europe this season uh, David had turned over to watch another match in the hope that a miracle would occur and it did because that was borderline miraculous that a team who had no points whatsoever from that group got the mm. only point of their Europa League group and by so doing put Celtic through that for me is the fickle finger of fate Celebrating goals is good but what about celebrating this? It's the 20Ks of Christmas on Now we have a truly life-changing amount of money for you to win before Christmas This is a good amount of money to win at any time of the year, at any time of your life But imagine it just before Christmas, £20,000 Mark Wilson How do you go about winning it? Well you can't win, but listen, you you do some damage with that at this time of year, would you not? I'd be out every night Hugh Keevans, would you... Would you trade in the Nokia? Would you would you stick by it? No, I would you buy. You get many iPhones for that. No, I would buy. Other a, phones are available. I would buy a box set of Jason Derulo records. <laughs> there we go. Well, what a box <laughs> set that would be. Anyway, for your chance to win twenty thousand pounds, text yes to six one zero two five. So it couldn't be simpler. Twenty grand. Text yes to six one zero two five, and you could have it paid into your bank account when the lines close at nine o'clock on Friday the twenty first of December. I can't see why you would hang around though You might as well just do it now And make sure your entry is in You can only enter and win If you live in Glasgow in the West So like us You've got a G, M, L, F, K, P, A or K, A In your postcode You must be over 18 to enter The text or £2 T's and C's and online entry Are at Clyde1.com We wish you luck The 12Ks of Christmas with Clyde1 And that's with your local key store Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. After they play.
You have your say. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Alex Ray, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Keevans. They're here and they're here to take your calls. So give us a shout. 0141 951 1025. On Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from Warren Kearney after a 3 1 defeat. I think I lost track there It was a 3-1 2-1 There we go Poor poor Oren Kearney I'm piling on the misery It was a 2-1 defeat Let's hear from him I think it's fair to say We probably I think we've done, we've done enough Possibly to To warrant getting some getting something Out of the game Just disappointing um, I think we showed a bit of character You know when we when we go behind To probably uh, I'm not saying a dubious penalty But um, I think there's contact in, in the box A huge amount for every single corner And two players come together And go to ground I haven't seen it back yet, but from open from live, I wasn't just 100% convinced on a day like today that that was a um, that was a penalty. But credit to our lads, I thought we probably had our best 10 minutes after that, which was something we spoke about in relation to how we how we've reacted to goals recently. We get ourselves back in the game and start the second half quite well, and Dean pulls off a good save when you need it, um, which was important. And I just felt we were getting into that territory of the game where things were starting to look edgy, where they would start to probably get more anxious. Um, and possibly it leaves us a chance to maybe go and counter and grab something and just the timing of the second goal just um, and the manner again it's a great save from Dean and it's that wee bit of luck where he pushes it up and if it glances the bar and goes over for a corner but comes straight back out to their striker and just disappointing at that stage just to, to concede the goal yeah. uh, Hugh Keevans just as we are watching this a wonderful goal from Scotland's Robert Snodgrass uh, West Ham one up on Fulham uh, he's really enjoying his football at the moment it seems yeah, I mean, some players just find a club that fits, and uh, I mean, it didn't initially. That's the, the surprising yeah, yeah, thing about it. Didn't he, Villa? He certainly uh, grown to love playing for the Amers. Listening to Oren Kearney, um, Alex Ray today and today alone, yeah. a narrow defeat against Aberdeen in a game that there wasn't much in. There's no real shame in that. I don't think that's a disaster for St Mirren, but of course it comes in amongst this long, difficult run—a run which you know leaves them down at the bottom of the table. Yeah, it's difficult, Gordon. You just don't know where this next one's coming. I think that's 1-1 one, one and 14 for Oren. And uh, he'll just be looking for January to come as soon as possible just to try and get some reinforcements. They've got a really big job in their hands, uh, Gus McPherson in the, in the hierarchy there to try and shift some players out. They, You can hear the, the dejection in his voice every weekend because they're having spells within games where they're actually dominating. But I think they lost another goal to a set play today and it's been a constant thorn in their side and they need to... Improving that but to, to the, get any. The players are. It just seems that the players are soft in crucial moments of the game, and especially after half time and, and set pieces. Alex said the amount of times we're chatting about St. Mirren losing goals at set pieces is incredible. Now you can put them in positions all you like, but if players aren't going to take responsibility and do their job properly and stand up and be counted in the box, then you're in trouble. And Oren Kearney. You know, it's got another few crucial games coming up before this window opens. And like Alex says, you wonder where they're going to get this victory the, the, because the pi- they seem soft. The picture's getting clearer. It's about St Mirren, Dundee, and Hamilton Ackies. Mother will get a great result today. They are moving away clear of this business, and it's about three clubs now. And St Mirren's win rate under Oren Kearney is unsatisfactory. Uh, so They're going to have to start Picking up points Let's hear from Derek McInnes You know it's It was a really scruffy game In terms of You know the surface is brilliant Here at St Mern, But it's uh, You know it was very greasy The pitch um, I thought it was Good intensity And good appetite for the players I think the 
plenty of effort and running about. I think it's to try and keep warm, to be honest. A lot of time it needed a wee bit more thought and a wee bit more um, calmness to the, to the game. Um, didn't think there was a lot in it and a, and a set piece has decided the game really I thought we had um, one or two good opportunities to add to that you know um, Stevie May's chance came through and one or two other things where we got ourselves into good positions but thankfully two was enough today um, uh, and I thought it was an untidy game uh, it was scruffy you can see both sets of players were keen to get all three points plenty of effort but you know I think uh, we beat it one four one. I think it was at Petardry in the season. Some of our play that day was, you know, sparkling, really creative, calm, plotting away out the pitch. It's the same three points today, um, and we've had to win a really untidy game. I think credit to Mun. They kept going. Um, you know, you can see the importance of the points for them as well. Um, and uh, I'm pleased with the effort of my players. You know, it's another game in December in a short space of time. It's going to be a big ask of us. The nine games in December's. Um, no, it's it's really unusual scheduling and it's really tough on us. Aberdeen back into the top six. All they had to do was get more points than St Johnson this afternoon and they certainly did. They got three more, of course, with St Johnson losing at home to Motherwell. Charlie is a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Charlie. How are you doing, Gordon? Good, thanks. What's your point tonight? Uh, say a point to uh, Alec, please. Mm-hmm. Hi, Alec. Hi, Charlie. Uh, what is... See, uh, big laughter pay. Yeah. Right? I thought he was going to set the hair, hair, the hair on fire when he's joined Rangers. And uh, I'm, I'm very disappointed in him. Um, I don't think he's done nothing since he came to Rangers. I think he's only scored one goal. I can think of in Europe. Uh, I, I don't know if maybe he scored more, but... Yeah, he's, he's, he's scored against Motherwell in his first game back. Park, he mixes it up, but that's about it. And then uh, he nearly got sent off in the last time. Um, I, I think Jared probably... maybe. Saying to yourself, give him a minute. I thought he'd be better than this, you know, because he's no, he's no done nothing. All right, and you're talking about getting another striker in. I mean, what's he going to be doing? What's he doing? Uh, Charlie's perhaps been harsh and missing out those Motherwell goals at the start, but other than that, then, um, has he got a point? Has Kyle Lafferty been a, a little bit of a disappointment? Yeah, I think in terms of, I think he's played uh, quite a lot of football, Gordon. He's been off the bench and things. I think Morelis is a go to guy. Uh, I think at Hearts he came off the left-hand side, but he hasn't really kick-started his second spell. He's had one or two goals. It's uh, he's obviously notched, but in the main, you're not looking at a great return at the moment. Now he'll be looking to try and kick it on. He did use off the pitch in that as well, which was highlighted. So he'll be looking to try and go over the winter break and then start again. Um, but they'll be looking for some sort of return, Rangers, because they've obviously shelled out. And I think it came on the back of the goals against Celtic as well. He scored a few goals the previous year, mm. but. He hasn't quite hit the heights yet Is that important to share the burden with Alfredo Morelos Because he's under so much pressure and scrutiny Not only to score the goals But now everyone's looking at the disciplinary side of things And there's an acceptance that other teams maybe think Well we can you know, we can wind, wind him up, up yeah. and all that. So does, does someone need to help him well, in that regard? Uh, of course he does When Lafferty gets his chance That is He needs to take his chance and score goals But the thing is When Morelos isn't suspended And he's fit Then he plays Which means... Lafferty has to sit on the bench And then of course he's had a few injuries as well So uh, I get the point that Charlie's making You bring a striker in Who's got a a bit of history at the club Who's been scoring goals for Hearts And you think he should be doing it for Rangers just now But if he's not getting the game time Because he's got a guy who scored How many has Morello scored? 17 17 in front of you Then it's very difficult I, I also think Lafferty's as easy to wind up as Morello's is uh, He 
temperamentally fragile for me So I don't think he's any help to Morelos in that regard I think, you know, he's played quite a lot of football this year, Gordon He's been involved in 27 games He probably hasn't started as many as he would like Yeah, he needs to try and get some sort of um, continuity Try and get in the team, try and get a run Then obviously try and make an impact as well But I think he'll be looking to try and improve on that Because clearly it's not what he's been looking for We don't have a great deal of time Thank you to Charlie Just tomorrow's games, Hugh What's uh, what's on your well, mind with regards to them? I think Hib Celtic is traditionally one of the great fixtures in Scottish football uh, Celtic domestically have hit a rich vein of form We'll see how they have been affected, if at all By chasing shadows against Salzburg on uh, Thursday night Hibs have got that elusive win Neil Lennon feels better about himself And the team, I think it will be a terrific match I think at Ibrooks it will be a one-sided story uh, and I can see nothing other than Rangers winning with a bit Hugh, to spare. Hugh, do you think they will uh, make many changes tomorrow, Celtic? On the, you look at some of the after yeah. some of the European with the drop points. Yeah, I know. mean, I, I don't see Michael Lustig playing. That was a nasty head knock. Um, obviously, Ryan Christie is out now. I think Scott Brown might come back tomorrow. I think the fans appreciated his contribution midweek. Uh, so very interesting team selection. Eduard, of course. Criticised midweek But he has to play There are no other strikers Another huge weekend Of Scottish football Livingston kicked us off In style With a 5-0 win Against Hearts last night Today it was Kilmarnock 3 Dundee 1 St Johnston 1 Motherwell 2 St Mirren 1 Aberdeen 2 And our featured Championship game Was Partick Thistle 2 Alloa 2 Scottish football Doesn't rest for long And we are back tomorrow At noon Two fantastic fixtures Coming up Make sure you join us Thank you Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson and Alex Ray Big thanks to the top team All around the grounds And as always The texts The tweets The phone calls Much appreciated uh, We'll do it all again tomorrow But your weekend can truly start next In the company of the GBX So stay where you are Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.